I've known uh, some people who pray lots of rosaries and do other devotions and maybe even go to daily mass. But then I've seen them uh, being very prideful and judgmental, using angry words and showing other vices. Maybe you've experienced something like that before. And you ask yourself, how could a person that uh, you know, does all these devotions and, and prayers and things, on the one hand, you know, do these other things, these not-so-good things, also. According to St. Alphonsus Liguori, an 18th century doctor of the church, a person who does this, the reason that they do this is because this person is not practicing mental prayer. Or what St. Paul said in our second reading today to the Colossians, setting your mind on things above. St. Aloysius Gonzaga, a young 16th century saint, he said, He who does not make much of mental prayer can never attain a high degree of perfection. St. Catherine of Bologna, the 15th century, said, He who does not practice mental prayer or interior prayer deprives himself of the bond that unites the soul with God Hence, finding her alone, the devil will easily make her his own. Now, you're perhaps sitting there thinking, you know, okay, um, what is mental prayer? Is that some sort of a brain thing? You know, these intellectual thought exercise or something like that? What exactly is mental prayer? Well, you know what vocal prayer is, right? So we pray the Lord's Prayer, you know, the Our Father or the Hail Mary. These are Prayers using words. Usually this is where you start. As a young child, you're taught some of these prayers. This is a great place to start, and it's good to continue doing vocal prayers. But the next stage, a stage that many Catholics, unfortunately, don't get to, is what the Catechism describes as mental prayer. Uh, That's the historic term, although you could perhaps call it interior prayer, since In our modern day, we think of mental as something to do with the brain, whereas what the church means by this is something that's going on inside of you, this interior prayer. It's a prayer where, so in in vocal prayer, you're taking the lead, you're praying the prayers. In mental prayer, it's God who takes the lead. He's the one that takes the action. He becomes the protagonist. Pope St. John Paul II, he says, man achieves the fullness of prayer Not when he expresses himself, but when he lets God be most fully present in prayer. And then the the Pope referenced Romans 8.26, which says, We do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. So God takes over and is doing the work inside you when it comes to mental prayer. Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa said, In vocal prayer, we speak to God. In interior prayer, or mental prayer, he speaks to us. It is then that God pours himself into us. So that's mental prayer. Vocal prayer is where you take the lead, you're speaking words and things. That's vocal prayer. So mental prayer, or what you might think of as interior prayer, is where God takes over, God takes the lead, it's God who's doing the majority of the action. And you are responding Mental prayer is interior prayer. It's God working within you. Imagine how powerful it could be if you were to allow God 
to work inside of you? What would happen if you let him take the lead? If you were able to hear from God, to hear his voice, have him working on you from the inside out, how would that affect you? Sinophantus Ligori says that mental prayer, it softens the heart to the practice of virtues. He says it's kind of like uh, fire when it's applied to iron. Iron is hard and impliable until it's softened with fire. And then it can be molded into something useful. So also us, when we're living our lives, sin tends to harden us. It makes us indocile, indisposed, unpliable. But mental prayer softens you, makes you docile, open to the Spirit, so the Lord can form you and mold you, so you can grow in virtue. Sinophanta says that it's kind of like, like being refreshed by sleep. Have you tried to get somebody who hasn't had much sleep to do something for you? The person's kind of grumpy, it doesn't work too well. But with sleep comes refreshment and docility and openness. It's much easier to work with that person. That's what mental prayer does for you and for me. The saints say that mental prayer is indispensable for attaining perfection, for obtaining an intimate and experiencing an intimate friendship with Jesus, with the Father, with the Spirit. It's a furnace for souls so they can be inflamed with divine love. St. Lawrence Justinian said that by the efficacy of mental prayer, temptation is banished, sadness is driven away, lost virtue is restored, fervor, which has grown cold, is excited, and the lovely flame of divine love, of divine life, is enlarged. We read about mental prayer in Psalm 1. It talks about, in Psalm 1, meditating on the law of the Lord. And it says that one who does this is like a tree. It paints this beautiful picture of a tree beside a stream who produces fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. That is the power of mental prayer. St. Teresa, Mother Teresa, she said it's necessary. Mental prayer is necessary for reaching Christian perfection. St. Ignatius says that holiness is impossible without it. St. Alphonsus Liguori, he who advances most in meditation makes the greatest progress in perfection. So in other words, mental prayer is really, really important. It's incredibly powerful. You should know vocal prayers for sure. That's where all of us start, right? Those are good prayers. But if you want to advance spiritually, if you want to grow in holiness, grow closer to the Lord, then you must practice mental prayer. You must practice interior prayer, prayer of the heart where God takes the lead, where he speaks to you, where you're changed and perfected from the inside out. So by now, you're sitting there saying, okay, that makes sense. I think, I think I'm open to mental prayer, this interior prayer. But how do I do that? How does that work exactly? How do you practice mental prayer? What are the nuts and bolts? I want to put it into practice, but how? Tell me how. So St. Alphonsus Liguori gives a great teaching on this, and he recommends that you start with these three little prayers. These are vocal prayers. So three little vocal prayers using words. So in the first prayer, you're making an act of faith. 
okay? So you could say something like, Lord, I believe in you, that you exist. I adore you and I love you. So you're showing your faith in God. That's the prayer of faith. Quick, short prayer. And the prayer number two is a prayer of humility. Lord, uh, I come to you as a sinner. If it wasn't for your forgiveness, you know, I, des- I deserve to be separated from you forever. So this is a prayer of humility. And uh, then there's a third prayer, the prayer of request. You're asking him for his help as you're entering into this time of mental prayer. Uh, Lord, uh, help me to hear from you today. So it's a prayer of request. You got those three prayers, right? So um, a prayer of faith, a prayer of humility, and a prayer of request. So you do those three little prayers. You could also ask the Blessed Mother to pray for you, ask your patron, or maybe St. James to pray for you, uh, your guardian angel to guide your thoughts, okay? So this is, this is the opening. This is the preparation, getting ready for mental prayer. Just keep these things short, but you're kind of opening your heart for the Lord to work. Next, according to the Catechism, a great way of doing mental prayer is by getting a holy book. The Catechism recommends the Scriptures, especially one of the Gospels, or you could use an icon to meditate on an icon, to hold the icon. You get some writings of the spiritual fathers or maybe another work of spirituality. You can meditate on nature, the catechism says. Or you could use other books. St. Alphonsus Liguori has some books that he specifically wrote to help you practice mental prayer. The Preparation for Death, Meditations on the Passion, and Darts of Fire. So you've got your, uh, this holy book, and you're going to enter, begin reading this, but you're going to do this slowly, very slowly, allowing the Lord to speak to you during this time. And when you do this, so you're reading slowly, looking and waiting for the Lord to speak to you, when something pops out, when something warms your heart, stop. Be like a bee, like a, like a bee out there collecting nectar. You know, she goes from flower to flower, and when she rests on a flower and the nectar is good and sweet, she stops. She just stays there. She takes in all of that sweetness. This is what you do with mental prayer. So the Lord's beginning to speak to you through something. Don't go on. The goal is not to finish this book. The goal is to be with the Lord, to allow him to lead, to allow him to take over. So stop and take in the sweetness of the Lord. You know, be like a pigeon. You ever seen a pigeon drink? They drink, they kind of put their heads down, they scoop up water, then they lift their heads up to the heavens. This is what, this is what you can do when, when you're praying. The Lord's speaking to you. Stop. Look up to the heavens and simply be with the Lord during this time. And, and the main thing is, is you're, going, you're doing this very slowly, going through this slowly. You know, St. Teresa of Avila, this great teacher of, the, of, of prayer, you know, it's, it's said that she took 17 years to go through one book. So you're taking your time, you're going slowly, allowing the Lord to speak to you. So this is what mental prayer looks like. Okay? This is how you do it. Now, as you're going through it, I would encourage you uh, to be kind of focused not on getting through the book or anything, but on uh, these three fruits that tend to come in mental prayer. So the first is affection. This is that warming of the heart, that stirring of your fervor that I talked about. So you're experiencing maybe your heart growing in love or humility or in gratefulness. The Lord's enlarging your heart. Stop and talk to him at that time. Tell him how much you love him. 
You know, St. Thomas Aquinas says that with every act of love, you acquire a new degree of glory. So as the Lord's working on you, working on your affections, stop and make an act of love. Talk to him. Okay, so this is the first fruit. That's affection. Are your hearts being changed? The second one is uh, what we call resolutions or requests. So you're feeling very close to the Lord right now. This is a great time to ask him for things. You know, when do you ask your friend for something or your husband or your wife? Is it when they're, they're grumpy and don't really like you all that much? No. You talk to them, you ask them for things when you're feeling close to them, right? This is what we do also with the Lord. So during this time, you're feeling close, ask him for things. You know, ask him for, you know, uh, growth in humility, uh, for perseverance. Or you can just ask him for love. Lord, inflame my heart with your love. St. Francis de Sales says that when you're asking for love, all the other virtues are contained in that. So ask him for things. That's the second thing. The second fruit is asking him for things. And then the third fruit are these things called resolutions or decisions. So as the Lord's speaking to you, he's asking you for something. He's calling you to something. Maybe he's calling you to practice some virtue. Maybe he's asking you to avoid some defect. Maybe you struggle with impatience or anger. Maybe he's asking you to suffer some annoyance with, with patience or to obey a superior with more exactness. You know, whatever it is, it is that he's asking you to do during this time, Begin repeating that self, repeating that to yourself over and over again. Get it inside you. So that's the resolution. So these are the fruits that come during mental prayer. Okay, so affections, those enlarging your heart. Uh, and then uh, requests during this close time, you ask him for things. And then resolutions, that's where he's asking you. What is he calling you to? Get that deep inside you. Maybe after you're done with this period of mental prayer, you can write it down you can journal about it. Get it inside you. Okay, so it's the three fruits. When you're finished with mental prayer, thank the Lord. Thank him for his gifts, for his graces. Ask him for his help with these resolutions, these things that he's calling you to. But what you've experienced there in that mental prayer, don't just set it down and walk away and forget about it. See, Francis de Sales, he says that you should treat it like a flower. Sometimes people, when they're hiking, they see a beautiful flower and it smells good. Uh, they'll just... Uh, they'll smell it, and then they'll put it, they'll pick it, pick the flower, and put it in, you know, the, in, your, in their pocket, okay? So that during the time as this height continues, I can pull it back out and smell it again, and all these beautiful uh, experiences, memories, and things come back again. And, you know, when you take what you've experienced in mental prayer, put it in your pocket, and then from time to time throughout the day, bring it back out again, and remember it. Remember, allow the Lord to warm your heart again. Allow him to continue working on you throughout the day. So how do you practice mental prayer? Begin with vocal prayer. You make these, remember these three little acts or three little prayers, a prayer of faith, a prayer of humility, a prayer of request. And then you slowly begin reading some holy book, very slowly with lots of pausing to allow the Lord to take the lead, the Lord to speak to you, to work on you. And then focus on the three fruits, on the affections, the way that God's moving your heart, things you're asking of the Lord, and then resolutions, things he's asking of you. Then take that with you. Think about it throughout the day. Allow him to continue to work on you. You know how to do vocal prayer. Now add to that. Add to it mental prayer or interior prayer. 
This is how you do what St. Paul was asking us in the second reading. Placing your mind on heavenly things. Mental prayer is incredibly powerful to soften the heart, to inflame it with divine love, to move you quickly towards sanctity. So prayerfully prepare yourself, allow the Lord to speak to you, to enlarge your heart, your fervor, to call to you. Commit to this daily. Sometimes it'll be amazing, sometimes it'll be difficult. I'll be talking about some of those difficulties in prayer next week. But continue in mental prayer. Maybe start with a few minutes, maybe 30 minutes or longer each day. Allow your heart to be a set aflame, your mind raised to heavenly things. Amen.